Just when things were looking better for Miami, taking on a shorthanded Memphis team without their best players, the Heat were a damn mess on Monday night, unable to score in the paint while giving up 64 points in the paint in an ugly loss that keeps the team from improving their record to 500 for the season. What went wrong and who's to blame? We break it all down and much more on tonight's Locked on Heat. You are Locked on Heat, your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to Locked On Heat, your daily podcast on the Miami Heat. However, you might be tuning in on YouTube, Odyssey, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you. For making Lockdown Heat your first listen every day, I'm Wes Goldberg here with David Ramil. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That's PrizePicks.com promo code Locked On. A missed opportunity to close the four-game trip with a win and improve to 500 for the first time since they were seven and seven. Uh, could have went three and one on this trip, but instead, the Miami Heat lose to a short-handed Memphis Grizzlies team without John Morant. Jaron Jackson Jr. and several others players, uh, and they fall to 11 and 13, outscored 101 to 93 on the night, 64 to 24 in the paint. David, no other way to put this. That was unacceptable. That was disappointing. Absolutely. Uh, following up their win against the Celtics, this was perhaps their worst loss of the season. It just showed the exact opposite of what we'd seen trending in the positive direction. Over the last few weeks of the season, Bam Adebayo was a little bit more passive with Steven Adams clogging up the paint. Jimmy Butler was a no-show for most of the game, although he's finished with a team-high 18 points. That didn't really seem to matter, to be honest with you. Uh, Kyle Lowry was a little bit less decisive. Tyler was okay. And the bench was just putrid, absolutely terrible. 11 combined points on 3 of 17 shooting. It was just an ugly, disgusting display. No energy, no intensity, no sense of urgency whatsoever, and just clearly no identity either. And what we'd seen over the last few weeks, again, them improving defensively to being one of the top teams in the league, getting great performances offensively from key players here and there. None of that happened tonight. They just looked absolutely lost, took their foot off the gas completely, I'm not sure how to put it. It's just just ugly game to watch from beginning to end. Look, a lot of people are going to focus and blame Jimmy Butler, Bam, Kyle, like the, the normal guys, right? Those are your best players. Deservedly uh, so. Deservedly so, but I don't want to give the bench, like we have to, uh, the starting lineup still outscored the Grizzlies starting lineup, right? So they still yeah. want, the starters still won the game with what they were, what what they had to do, I but Dwayne, I can't, well, I can't, I can't buy that. Though. No, no, but S- hold on, I'm going to make my point. I know, I get it. I get I, it. I'm with you. But Dwayne Dedman minus 17 tonight, Ugh. zero of five overall. Max Struess was a minus 20, one of five overall, one of four from three point range. Uh, Gabe Vincent, 0 for two overall, zero points. He was a minus 10 uh, overall when he was in there. So the bench lost the Heat this game. The starters did enough for the Heat to have won this game. However, I do agree with what you said. Just being a plus three for Jimmy Butler, a plus one, a plus two for Tyler and Kyle Lowry, even a plus nine for Bam Adebayo, that's not good enough when you're playing a Grizzlies team without four of their starters. The bench got destroyed, no doubt about it. You know what? 
the Grizzlies bench can be their starters and their bench, their like their second bench is still better than Miami's bench. Miami's bench hasn't been good all year. Let's not be like, let's not pretend that Miami's bench was somehow good all season. And tonight they came up as disappointing. The bench has been depleted and disappointing all season long. The starters have been winning games for the heat this season. They didn't do enough tonight. Jimmy Butler, not the, you, not enough urgency to get to the basket. Bam out of bio ditto for him. The Grizzlies just built a wall in front of both of those dudes and dared Miami's other shooters to, to win the game, and they just couldn't do it. Despite Caleb Arden, four of eight from three-point range. I think he made all four of his first four three-pointers. Um, yeah. Just not enough um, uh, from the guys who were supposed to lead the charge. You, you used the word urgency. I think that's the appropriate word. Not enough urgency to finish off the road trip uh, where they could have been three and one and been 500 for the first time since mid-November. Instead, they fall two games under 500. Inexcusable. After two days of rest, fully healthy, I mean, without Victor Oladipo and Omer Yurtsev or whatever, guys who have been out all season, that should have been more than enough what they had out there. This was enough to beat the best team in the NBA, the Boston Celtics on Friday. I know there's a lot of emotion there. I know they contended against them on Wednesday before that without Jimmy Butler. They got him back. It was a nice burst of energy. They beat that Celtics team. Not handily, but again, they beat them in Boston on the road. It was a great win. Yeah. And then they just took two days off. I mean, they practiced, but at the same time, like they should have had more than enough energy. They should have had their health. They should have had some sense of I, I, urgency. How much of it was, do, that, do you think it was, not to make excuses, there's no excuse for this, but yeah. the letdown coming off of two emotionally charged games in Boston, knowing that you have enough, that this is the last game on a four-game road trip, Knowing that the the following night, twenty four, not even twenty four hours later, you have to turn around and play the second night of a back to back at home. I do wonder how much of that just like just the heat being over, being on the road, just get get me home as soon as possible. I wonder how much that had to do with it. Um, if that was, if this was a different team without guys that have been there for so long, like I mean, Bam is so is so experienced at this point. Tyler's been this, this is his fourth season. Even Caleb's gone through it at some point. Jimmy and Kyle, like those guys. I have so much experience combined between them and Eric Spolstra. Like, if he can't get the team fired up to close out this, again, there's so much at stake here. You could have gone three and one. You could have proven everybody that you're one of the better teams or you're at least trending towards becoming one of the better teams in the league. You have an ability to bring your record back to 500. You're coming off a big win. If the game plan going in there, if the conversation in the locker wasn't, all right, don't, you know, don't let this become a letdown when you're taking advantage of an opportunity here with three star yeah. four starters out of the Memphis lineup, if that's not being discussed openly, then there are bigger problems that we're just not privy to. And, and I hate kind of, again, swaying to the prisoner of the moment here, but they were so good on Friday with so much at stake here, continuing to build. You're, you're going in. Yes. 24 hours later, or just slightly less than 24 hours later, going up against the Detroit Pistons, you could beat them, but this is the beginning of a homestand. That's eminently winnable. You got a game against the Clippers and you face a bad San Antonio team. You can continue to build towards something. And if that's yeah. not, if that's not enough to drive them before the game, then I, I'm not sure where the conversation it, starts because if Eric Spolster can't get these team fired up and Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry can't light a fire in their, their collective asses, then I don't know who is. I mean, Udonis at this point? I mean, I, I don't know who it's going to be, it's, but they should have been more prepared for what, to, what happened today. 11 field goal attempts overall for Jimmy Butler. That's not good enough. He just, he seemed no. so passive throughout this entire game. I don't know what the reason was. Even the Heat, look, in the fourth quarter, they they led by what eleven points earlier in the first half. The Grizzlies got they they turned everything around. They ended up leading by twelve points in the second half. Miami cuts what was a ten point lead to about five points in the yep. fourth quarter. 
back to back to back steals. Uh, and it kind of started to remind me of how the big three used to win games around this time of the season where they would just sort of sleepwalk through an entire game and then in the, the fourth switch, quarter, yeah. flip the switch, get a bunch of turnovers and transition, easy buckets. Next thing you know, they're up by six. And that was it. Uh, and I was like, are they just doing this against the depleted Memphis team? Because if so, whatever, I'm good with it. A win's a win. Yeah. That's not at all what happened. Um, you look at their shot attempts overall, and it kind of tells a story. Oh, boy. The 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 broadcast kept harping on the stat, and, and rightfully so. 64 to 24 in the paint. That's just, you, you, you can't give up that many easy points to Memphis, and you can't not get to the paint that much. And the problem was not they were missing shots in the paint, but they weren't getting to the paint nearly enough in the first place. Yeah. 18 shots at the rim. That's not good enough. Memphis had 29 shots at the rim. They go 20 of 29 uh, at the rim. Miami uh, shoots 33% at the basket. So that's just not good. I know that a lot of people were commenting, you know, you're taking 43s and you're only taking this and you're getting out. You're not getting to the basket enough to me. 43s is fine. I have no problem with that. My bigger problem is that you're taking 18 shots at the rim versus 21 mid range shots. And you're only shooting 33% on those mid range shots where Memphis, they did shoot 48% on their mid range looks. And so you, even if that discrepancy is not, that that's not an expected discrepancy, right? That's Memphis shooting above their average. That's Miami shooting under their average from mid range. So if that's a little bit closer to the average for both teams, this game is even still a little bit closer. And maybe that's enough for Miami to overcome just not getting to the basket enough because of the Grizzlies building that wall. But the Grizzlies had that drop coverage all night long, whether it was Steven Adams or anybody else, they were playing that drop coverage all night long. And there was moments in that game where Jimmy Butler could just take that ball in the pick and roll and just go right into a screen and roll and get that mid-range look that he's good at shooting against a drop coverage over and over again. And he just didn't do it. So whether it was at the basket or open mid-range shots, Jimmy Butler was just leaving it all on the table. I'm not really sure what his plan was this entire game. He looked like a guy without a plan tonight. That's fair. I, I mean, somehow, and I hate even introducing this idea because, again, I'm sure he would deny it and everything else, but you wonder how much of it is Jimmy just kind of testing everybody. Oh, let's see if you can step up. Let's see if the version of Bam that we've seen recently can continue to progress this way against a, a bigger defender and Stephen Adams. They made Adams look like prime Hakeem Olajuwon out there, and I don't know what it was. Like, he, he was just – I know he's a big body, but even for a guy like Jimmy, who, who is normally – I mean, he has never shown fear – going up against bigger defenders like that. He's attacked the paint. Adams only picked up two fouls all night. And I think a big part of that was just, well, we're not even going to try to go at him. We're not even going to try to attack him, see if he'll put us at the line, et cetera. Bam, you would think he'd have that quickness to him where he can at least get a first step on on, uh, Adams. That wasn't the case. He was just settling for that that pull-up jumper. He's been knocking it down with more regularity, but at the same time, you've got to pepper it with some kind of drive to the rim here. You've got to be able to show something. And And, and and, and tonight's not the matchup for that pull-up jumper. When you're looking, when you're going up against length and athleticism against Steven Adams, Santi Aldama, who's a kind of a big guy, Uh, obviously Brandon Clark and that athleticism that he brings to the table, Xavier Tillman and the size that he has. Like tonight's yeah. not the night necessarily. You're right. He should have been using quickness and speed to get to the basket. He just I can't recall one time where he did it, where he got point blank at the rim. Maybe he did. I just can't think of a time. No, and other players did. Like, and they were making that same typical heat play of like, oh, I'm open from yeah. I'm right at the rim. Might as well throw it out to maybe an open three-point shooter that was, you know, unfortunately going to be missed more often than made. Uh, you know, yeah. the three-pointers were fine. That really wasn't the problem. It was 11 more field goal attempts. For the Memphis Grizzlies, the, the Heat only took 79 total field goal attempts. And the difference, they made 31 of those. 
the 11 difference right there. They made 42 on the Grizzly side, 42 of 90. Uh, it yeah. was just a huge difference there in terms of their aggression and attacking Miami all night. They just seemed like they were at a different speed. It looked like they had the sense of urgency, which yes. is typical again. And they were on the rest Miami disadvantage too. Like that shouldn't well, yeah. be the case. It should not be the case. Uh, you're they right. They out-rebounded Memphis. They yeah. got to the line more. They had lots of opportunities there. It was just this overall lack of urgency, uh, lack of, uh, I don't know, desire. I mean, maybe, again, that's overstating things a little bit, but it just seemed that way. Like they, they just didn't seem to care to follow yeah. up a big win with another crucial win to get back to 500. 17 turnovers obviously didn't help either. Uh, I think sloppy. Memphis just had sloppy 11 or 12. Yeah, 12. So many unforced turnovers. Unforced turnovers. That was a big part of it, too. I mean, Memphis is fine defensively, but a a lot of those turnovers were just, well, we don't know what to do with the ball. Let's just spray it 30 feet into the air and see what happens. It's like, okay, well, that's not going to work out. We've already named some names, but who is most to blame for tonight's loss? Blame Pie is next. But first, David, tell the listeners about prize picks. Ah, today's show is brought to you by prize picks. Tonight, I'm taking Luka Doncic to score more than 26.5 points. LeBron James to have more than 7.5 rebounds. Kevin Durant to have less than 6.5 assists. And Steph Curry to have more than 3.5 three-pointers made. That's just an example of how you approach one of the easiest ways of making a little money on daily fantasy made easy. That's prize picks. It's so easy. It's such an easy way to uh, make your entry. 60 seconds or less. And how does it work? You just pick two to six players, and they will go score more or less than their prize picks projections. You can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. It's no competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. And prize picks offers projections on any sport that you watch including the nba the nfl the nhl pga college football men's college basketball women's college basketball soccer and so much more entries can be made in 60 seconds or less it's that easy safe and fast withdrawals who doesn't love that and currently operational in over 30 states and canada so download the prize picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports first-time users can receive a 100 instant deposit match of up to $100 with a promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Price Picks will give you $100. If you deposit 50, Price Picks will give you $50. So don't forget to enter the promo code locked on and sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100 by downloading the Price Picks app or going to pricepicks.com. Thank you for making Locked On Heat your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. Well, David, that smell you smell is the smelly smell of another smelly loss. It is time to hand out some blame pie. We have 10 slices of blame pie to give out. We mentioned Jimmy Butler. We've named some other names earlier, but let's start there with with Jimmy. Um, It feels like he deserves quite a bit of this blame pie, but we also have to remember we have to give some of it to the bench. Um, Yeah. I'm thinking three slices for Jimmy yes I, again i mean you're looking at him being you know the second leading scorer to tyler 23 and he did get to the line eight times but missing free throws that's not his style uh turning the ball over five times he just he looked out of sorts and i wouldn't be surprised to see him come down with some mysterious malady between tonight and the flight home to miami you know a bum ankle a bum wrist or i don't know something uh, because he just looked completely out of kilter there and, and just not not quite the player that he's been uh, when he is available and healthy. And look, with the, the rest in between the Boston game, I, I just would not have expected this kind of a performance from him. And, and this is, you know, you've made this point before. Jimmy Butler has to play like the star of this team. You get paid like it, 
you made it clear that this is your team. You're here for now. If you want to continue to be here, you want to help guide this team. You can't take nights off like this, not against a, a undermanned, yeah. you know, Memphis team that's missing their best players. This is where you have to rise to the challenge after such a strong showing against Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart and your nemesis Boston Celtics. You can't care that it's Sandy, whatever his name is, uh, Santi, uh, whatever Santi his Aldema. name is. Santi Altima, yeah, sure, who took guy. more shots than you did. Santi Altima <laughs> took 12 shots. Jimmy Butler, you took 11 shots. Um, he outscored the bench, I, the Miami Heat bench, all by himself by seven points. That wasn't even close. I, I, I don't get it. And Jimmy Butler, it's not the first time he's had nights like this. I, there's just no excuse to take only 11 shots in this game. I, I don't know if there was just... Maybe there is some sort of mysterious injury or whatever it is. Defender, but, but no pep in his step. Absolutely no motivation. Nothing going on. It's not even that his shot was off. He went 6 of 11. He was efficient yeah. when he took shots. There was like no reason. It wasn't one of these situations where it's like, oh, you know what? I, my shot's just not falling. Let me try to impact the game in these other ways. No. You were one of the few guys who could actually make shots consistently. Why weren't you doing it? That, Like I said in the in the first segment. Anytime he wanted it, he can come down, get a screen, get a Memphis big in a drop coverage, and then just step right into a mid-range shot. He did it one time in the fourth quarter. One time, David. That is unacceptable. He was not the worst player for the Miami Heat tonight. That is not what we're saying. But he's also the most to blame, I think, considering how good he is and how much he left on the table. He left on the he left more on the table than any other Heat player tonight by Far. Tyler Hero at least put up 20 shots. You want to blame him for only making eight of them? Go ahead. At least he was taking shots. Jimmy Butler wasn't yeah. taking shots. He took almost twice as many shots as Jimmy Butler. Bam Adebayo at least took 13 shots, and he looked as passive as Jimmy did. Uh, but, but he ended up taking more shots, and he ended up having a better plus-minus. He was doing things defensively that Jimmy Butler wasn't doing. Uh, Caleb Martin took almost as many shots as Jimmy Butler. He, he had two fewer points than Jimmy Butler did. So... Jimmy Butler left so much on the table. There's no excuse for it on a night where you got to get a win to get back to 500. There's no, there's no excuse for it. That said, three slices of blame pie for him. If we want to end up giving him more, I'll hear it. But uh, Dwayne Dedman, oh. he had been playing so well. That was a, that was not the story tonight. This was maybe the worst game he's had all season. 0 of 5 overall. Just couldn't make a shot. Couldn't get to the, the rim. rim. Four yeah. fouls. Four fouls he picked up, sending the Grizzlies to the line. He was a minus 17. Six rebounds is just not enough with how many misses the Heat had. Um, and a, like I said, minus 17, a big reason why. Uh, he was just he was outran, outjumped, outhustled, out, outmuscled in, in that second unit. He just he he couldn't keep up with what the Grizzlies were able to do. So I'm I, a little surprised at the six rebounds. Like I wouldn't even have guessed that he was that impactful. And I hate beating him up. Well, I think two of them were offensive rebounds from his own miss. That's, so, yeah, that's yeah. right. There was that one play where he pulled into, and then yeah. I think he got rewarded with a foul there. Uh, look, he, you know, he's dealing with some kind of foot injury uh, yes. that's going to keep him from, you know, even a, a limited burst of athleticism is already even more limited because of that injury. So we knew that there wasn't going to be much pep in his step, but yeah, he was just woeful out there and you can see it. Like he gets out there and all of a sudden the heat just get crushed. Uh, you know, what they had built up a lead before after having overcome an early deficit, they were able to bounce back, and then Deadman goes in there, and Bam, who had been looking sharp during the first quarter minutes, gets taken out. Deadman comes in, and the momentum shifts in Memphis's favor. Uh, rushing Bam back into the rotation too soon because, you know, Deadman picked up four fouls in what felt like a minute and a half. He was just out there 
swatting at people. He couldn't do much else. Uh, a couple of those fouls maybe didn't have to go his way. And I'll point out, as sure I'm sure a lot of our listeners and viewers will, it was an undermanned uh, refereeing crew too. They were down one referee who was out with a, an illness, so there was only two referees out there. But I don't think it was actually all that egregious. There were a couple blown calls maybe. But that's something to have. Yeah, like I mean, Dylan yeah. Brooks like strangling Bam yes. out of bio. That, that that was a that was a bad yeah. miss. And just because you're down a referee doesn't mean that the other two refs don't have eyes. Okay, that doesn't right. make any sense. So uh, they should have called that. But that's also your not arms win- around his head and neck. Yeah. You're all, and look, Dylan Brooks had what four or five fouls in this game. So I, he, yeah, I don't know. It, it wouldn't have made the difference. And Dylan Brooks was actually more of a positive for the Heat than he was a positive for the Grizzlies for the most part in this game. But um, yeah. Bad I, I will, uh, two two will, two slices of blame pie for Dwayne Dedman. Oh, it feels like he deserves at least three. To be honest with you, all right, we'll give him three. Uh, we'll give him three. I'm I'm fine with that. I, I will also give two slices of pie to Eric Spolstra. Like, um, I know we don't typically do that, but I think he kind of deserves it. I, I mean, we saw I have no problem with a him. really a really strong showing from Nikola Jovic in the preseason preseason, and again, I, I understand that leading a 21 point deficit comeback against against these very same Grizzlies that they were it was the heat team that was missing their key players and Memphis was fully healthy with Steven as with John Morant etc and Nikola Jovic provided an incredible spark and he gets absolutely no playing time tonight like that's again inexcusable i, I you you're you've got yeah. you know i i don't am playing 39 minutes here unnecessarily uh Jovic could have done something I, like at least offensively yeah. He moves the ball at his size, and he provides a challenge. That speed, that quickness that we want Bam to attack Steven Adams with, I think Jovic has it, again, in terms of just his ability to put the ball down, it's a very different matchup for Adams. He draws him out uh, you know, to the perimeter you know, when he would have been out on the floor, and I think it would have been a big difference. Maybe you could have gotten him in foul trouble, or at least cleared up the lane for somebody to attack yeah, and do yeah. something i don't know i i, I don't, I don't think i don't i don't think anybody's either. coming out and challenging jovic uh, a rookie that they probably have no real film on I, I, again but to your point yeah you could have played jovic tonight maybe there was something with the training staff i don't know because jovic played in a geely game on uh on sunday right and so he maybe it was like look we're not going to make him play a second night of a back-to-back or, or because All of right. him and and then we also play the Pistons on, on Tuesday night. It, though, but I mean. that's kind of what I was going to say. I was like, he's also 19. And to throw him out there for six minutes, just to spell Dwayne Dedman for a minute, uh, before yep. just to stop the bleeding a little bit would have been nice. Yep. I, I didn't think you were going with rotation stuff for Eric Spolstra. I just overall think that you didn't motivate your team enough tonight. And, and, and yeah. me, This might have been, I mean, you're kind of looking at the, the back end of the roster with Dwayne Dedman and Jovic and some supposed decisions there. I could have... This would have been a good time for Spo to challenge Jimmy Butler to another fight. That that feels like this would have been the game. It's just, what are you doing? Why aren't you the best player on the court tonight? Why is Santi Adams, Aldema, Santi Aldema, outplaying you tonight? Why is this happening? Challenging your best player, I think, would have been the, th- the thing to do tonight. And Spo just couldn't motivate his team tonight. And so that's why I would give him two slices of blame pie. I really could care less about the Jovic thing. Um, one slice of blame pie each and this is what we have left, to Gabe Vincent and Max Struess. Max Struess couldn't hit uh, the, the the side of a barn with a brick uh, tonight, and Gabe Vincent... Um, oh, with a brick, he probably could have hit it, because he, he shot plenty of those. <laughs> Gabe, he knows what to do with a brick, I guess. Gabe Vincent, we need to have a lo- little bit of a larger conversation about Gabe. He went 0 for 2 tonight, 0 points, and that was bad. He has been bad for a little bit now in terms of scoring. 0 for 2 tonight against Boston, the overtime win Friday night. 
went one of six. He did go four of seven against Boston in the loss on last Wednesday. Before that, he was one of nine against the Washington Wizards. It's been rough for him from a shooting from a shooting perspective. I know they're asking a lot of him in that second unit with Victor Oladipo out and no real anchor of that second unit, but uh, it's been bad for Gabe Vincent, and so it's just something to monitor game to game. When does that shot start to come back? Him and Max Struess, you know, they both have they'll have one out yeah, of every emotion, four or five nights, and that's Struess it. A lot. Um, I, I think he's he's having a hard time uh, readjusting to the bench. Like yeah. he had reclaimed that starting spot, and he felt a little comfort level there. Now he's coming back off the bench, and he's just strung a number of games where he just has not been able to find that rhythm. So uh, I, I get it, but he, I, also the the the. The, the definition, the kind of theme of this entire show is, sure. I don't really care. There's no excuse. I'm sorry. You don't like you shoot well in the starting lineup and then you can't shoot anymore because you're coming off the bench. Cry me a river. Just shoot the ball. Like, I'm sorry, to, make shots. Can I give at least a positive shout out to Haywood Heisman? I mean, right. he, was, he was a one brief glimpse of something positive off the bench, continuing to provide some energy there, finished with three stu- uh, steals. Uh, you know, had hit a couple threes as well. Solid overall game from him. Uh, you know, that's he wasn't the problem. Uh, okay. and again, you're asking a lot of role players, guys that might not even be NBA level players, to have good performances. But you know, at least one solid performance. If, if if just Max has just a slightly better game, if he hits two threes, three threes, you know, a slightly better performance out of him, all of a sudden maybe that makes a difference. But it to was your point, maybe that's what Jimmy was looking for, but. Like, no, you just do it. I can't get over it. You take over the game. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And in the fourth quarter, it was pretty clear that he had to, and he didn't. Uh, the Heat did get a chance. Uh, they Well, they do get a chance now to come back and correct their mistakes right away. We're going to talk about what they have to do to beat the Pistons on Tuesday night next here on Locked on Heat. Reach out to Locked on Heat on Twitter, Instagram. Email us, LockedOnHeat at gmail.com. The Heat come back home tonight, but they do have to play on the second night of a back-to-back when they face the Pistons Tuesday night in Miami. What are you hoping to see from the Heat Tuesday night, David? Well, I mean, anything better than tonight, I guess, to start with. Like, a a little bit more sense of urgency, a little energy back home. But those are usually the hardest games. And I've made this point several times on the show over the years, but uh, I recall uh, former broadcaster Tony Fiorentino saying that those games – from a player's perspective are always much more difficult even than the last game of a road trip because you come back home and you've been gone for a week and a half your mail's piled up your your wife girlfriend partner is you know talking about this that and the other your kids wanted your attention you're not going to practice that morning you're out of sorts you're, again you've been living out of a suitcase for the past two weeks and nothing changes although you know and ostensibly you're back home and you feel like it's more comfortable and it's far from that so I'm almost scheduling tomorrow as a loss, to be quite honest with you, because you're going to face a, a Pistons team that's younger and hungrier and uh, bad, very bad. Uh, at the same time, probably going to show a lot more energy than this Heat team. So if I'm looking for anything, I'd hope for a miracle and hope that Miami shows the kind of energy that they should have shown tonight when they had an opportunity to come out with a win. Um, it shouldn't take. That, it should not. It should else. not take a miracle to beat the Detroit Pistons, even on the second night of a back-to-back. But this Here is, to your point, one of those things in the schedule, regardless of opponent. And you say this could be a scheduled loss. That's just the way it is when you're on a rest disadvantage after a long trip and all these things. Regardless of opponent, I don't know that you schedule it as a loss. You assume that it's a loss, but you assume that it's going to be a lot more challenging than it ought to be against a bad team in the the Detroit Pistons. But what I'm looking for is exactly what I was looking for down the stretch tonight. Why could the Heat not get into the paint against a team without Jaron Jackson Jr.? I could not figure it out. 
There was no real reason to it. I get, I guess, credit to the Grizzlies a little bit for building that wall and the drop coverage and everything that they did defensively tonight. But the Pistons, they're 29th in net rating, 29th in defensive rating. They give up mm-hmm. the second most points in the league in the paint. So if you're going to mm-hmm. get to the paint, the Pistons, this is the time to do it. Look, if you have, if you had won tonight in Memphis and then you come back and lose tomorrow, that's excusable. I get it. Second night of back-to-back after the trip, you went 3-1, and one, got back to 500, but it's hard. I get it. I'm, I can excuse the loss Tuesday night if you had won on Monday night, but you didn't win on Monday night, and now you kind of have to go get it back on Tuesday night. Now you're playing from behind. Uh, and so whatever you didn't do tonight in terms of the, ed- the energy to your point and then the points in the paint, which I just referenced, do both of them because you were supposed to do them tonight and you didn't. So do both of those things. Come out with energy, get to the rim, Uh, against the Pistons, and you'll win the game. Regardless of legs, youth, injuries, I don't care. Uh, You could do it tonight with or without Jimmy Butler because it wouldn't shock me if Jimmy Butler did not play on Tuesday on the second night of a back-to-back because he doesn't usually play those games sometimes. So that's it. Um, The goal should be to win these next three. You got the Pistons, the Clippers, who are they're playing the second night of a back-to-back later in the week. They play the Magic Wednesday, and then they play in Miami on Thursday. So what do we know about the Clippers on the second night of back-to-back? Their two best players don't play. Kawhi Leonard's not going to play that game. Paul George might not play that game. And then you got the Spurs over the weekend. You should win that game. So if you win these next three, and there is no excuse now, you should win these next three. Come out with urgency against the Pistons. Do what you got to do. Get a couple of days. Get a day of break. Play the Clippers. Beat the Clippers at home. And then beat the Spurs over the weekend. You go back on the road, I think, to Indiana. You could be a game over 500 at that point. So that should be the goal over this next week. Yeah, uh, well said. I, I mean, that's that's exactly what it is. And I, again, unfortunately, a, a much more difficult task because, you know, maybe one of those games you don't have it uh, dialed uh, the way you should be. But that was that was their opportunity today. Uh, no excuses for tonight. It, that's what makes tonight even harder to swallow is that, yes, they had the rest. They had the health. They had everything going in their favor, going against – a team missing, like I mean, what would they have? We saw done it coming. They gave didn't up sixty-four points. I'm sorry. We saw it coming. I mean, it's just like, yeah, yeah rest advantage. None of the Grizz- four of the Grizzlies' five starters not playing. Their two best players by far are not playing, and it's like, when you yeah. get one of the best three-point shooters in Desmond Bain, and he's out yeah. of the game, and John Morant, who got taxed uh, the the rim, like it said something bad about his mom. You know, like it, this is if they gave up sixty four points without Morant in there, I wonder what yeah. would have happened. <laughs> Can, has anybody oh ever gosh. given up a hundred points in the paint before? It would have been brutal. <laughs> uh, I, so I just really, really ugly, really sad yeah. that they 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 blew it because it was a great opportunity for them. Chance to turn things around Tuesday night. We will have a recap for you here on Locked On Heat. Thank you again for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. Remember to subscribe to new episodes of Locked On Heat on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Ring the bell to get notified as soon as new episodes go up. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, David, we'll talk Tuesday night. Yeah, I hope they don't give up 30 points to Bojan Bogdanovic. (laughs) Mark it down. Yeah.